Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God, our Father, from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Maybe a bit surprisingly, but Trinity Sunday is a big deal. Why? Well, one of the most common misconceptions about Christianity is that basically all religions basically believe the same thing. It's all God in the end, right? But that actually isn't true. As we live in an ever-increasingly pluralistic society, we as individuals encounter more non-Christians than ever. Think about how many of us, uh, as at least us older adults, probably never knew someone who was Muslim or Jewish uh, or another faith as a child. Not true for my children. Today, for example, over a billion Muslims live in the world and six million in the United States alone. Christians will often come into contact with Muslims. So my children and most people today live in a very different world from the one in which I grew up. That's good. And there are many blessings to that. There's opportunities to talk about our faith and to go into true depth. And if you go into any depth with someone of another faith, those differences will quickly become obvious. It isn't just as some people want to claim, well, we all worship the same God, just differently. One of the most significant points of difference is the Trinity. The Christian belief in one God, yet three persons in that one God, as we've been speaking about this morning. No other faith holds to that belief. It isn't just God as we understand him. We confess God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We, we do it every week as we confess one of the ecumenical creeds most commonly in worship, the apostles, or the Nicene Creed. We begin our service in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, the same name in which we are baptized and make our confession. It is a central, non-negotiable truth of Christianity. Other faiths disagree. Judaism says Jesus is not God. Islam's response can be encapsulated uh, in their central motto called the Shahada, which says, there is no God but Allah, and Muhammad is his prophet. Islam strongly disagrees with the Christian trinity and still maintains that God must be one and therefore cannot at the same time consist of three. Islam has great difficulty with the Christian doctrine that Jesus is of one substance with the Father and equally eternal. But our gospel lesson for this morning, the reading for today, shows just how crucial that truth about Jesus is. It's from John chapter 8, if you'd like to look at it uh, in your pew Bible or on your app or whatever you'd like. As John is proceeding in talking about the life of Jesus, uh, Jesus encounters this debate. There's a debate between Jesus and some of the Jews who are listening to Jesus. And that debate is that context around which our gospel reading came for today. 
back in John 8, verses 31 and 32, uh, Jesus has said to the Jews who had believed in him, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, we are offspring of Abraham and have never been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. I know that you are offspring of Abraham, yet you seek to kill me because my words find no place in you. I speak of what I have seen with my father, and you do what you have heard from your father. They answered him, Abraham is our father. He goes back and forth. Jesus tells them they don't believe the truth. He tells them they don't believe the words of God. He speaks because they are not from of God. They're mad. They fire shots back at Jesus. It's almost getting a bit childish. I know you are, but what am I? They accuse Jesus of having a demon. But what Jesus does so well is he, he paints this much bigger picture. By attacking Jesus, they're attacking God. John had already begun his gospel with that beginning. In the beginning was the word, and the word was made flesh. God made flesh. Come to save us from our sins. If we're perfect, we could keep God's word perfectly. We would not need a savior. We would not die. We obviously need a savior and salvation because we sin. Our own deaths being evidence of our imperfection and our need. Jesus has come to honor the Father, not seeking his own glory, but working for our eternal life. Physical death cannot extinguish eternal life. Death has no power over Jesus, and now no power over us. Now, they've kind of had enough. Who do you make yourself out to be, basically, they say? Who do you think you are? His answer? This isn't about me. It's about the Father. You don't get it. He's basically telling them, you don't understand what's going on. I'm a part of a much bigger plan, a purpose, God's purpose. This purpose that has been going on since the fall into sin. Abraham himself rejoiced looking forward to this very day of me. He rejoiced looking forward to me, Jesus. Now, they fall back on the foundations of their beliefs. Abraham? You've seen Abraham? Then Jesus basically drops this bombshell of truth. 
Truly, truly I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. Now, in declaring that, he's not just saying he was before Abraham. It's actually bigger than that. Before Abraham was, he doesn't say I was. He says, I am. Yahweh. The Old Testament name for God means I am. Jesus is making this huge claim. So many people want to say that Jesus never claimed to be God. He never said that. Well, listen, he says it so clearly to the listeners then when he says, I am, what do they want to do to him? Stone him, the punishment for blasphemy, the punishment for claiming to be God. They get it. Do we? Do we sometimes forget that Jesus is God? Not just in our theology. Yes, it is what separates Christianity from other faith. Do we forget it in our words, our actions? Do we live out that Jesus is fully God, creator of all? Lord of all. Does what he says guide and shape our lives, all that we say and do? Is Jesus the true foundation of my life? Or is he also kind of watered down by current trends and modern ideas. Are there other ways now? Are there other modern truths? Well, that was then, but this is now. Well, who God is, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, matters. It matters a great deal. It connects all of the Bible. The Gospel of John, for example, includes many I am statements. Jesus says, to declare his divinity, reveal him uh, as the God of the Old Testament, who now fulfills the Old Testament by his coming. That's the faith. Jesus was sent by the Father to give us life. Jesus says that anybody who keeps his word will never, ever see death. Keeping first involves this gift of faith that clings to Christ's gracious promise of salvation. And this keeping, this holding on to his word involves the result of that gift of salvation, it's lived out by a life that, that shows our identity as redeemed Christians. The original language of this sentence emphasizes that death has no grasp on us. Why? Because it's God holding on to us. 
God holding on to us and all that he has done for us. It's his forgiveness giving us life. This includes forgiveness for the times that we do screw up, including in our faith, for the times that that we do distort the work of and the person of Jesus Christ for us. Yes, sometimes we do struggle. Sometimes we do get confused. That's why Jesus died on the cross. His sacrificial life and death paid for our sins and gives us forgiveness. We're baptized into his death and resurrection. And we now know that his life has the final word. Jesus, son of the father from eternity, gives us life. The Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, works by that means of grace to bring us to faith in Christ, keeping us in that life eternal. God as one, working together in his substance, in his action, for you, for me. In our daily lives, yes, we will come into contact with people of different faiths, of different world religions, people who do not share that belief in God, one God, three persons, the Trinity. Well, I dare say that a lecture or a sermon on the topic is probably not going to convince them. I can't argue them and force them to believe. Rather, we live out who we are. We are who God has made us to be his children, showing his love to just Christians, right? No. Showing God's love to all people, regardless of their faith, regardless of their belief. Let them see the fruits of God's love and your faith in you. When the opportunity presents themselves, let them know your hope. Let them know the firm foundation of your faith in Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. When you've lived that out in truth, as we confess that faith in truth, then we invite them to know. We gain that voice. Our goal is God's goal. That by hearing the gospel, all would be brought to eternal life through that one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It's his desire. For God so loved the world that he sent his only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. May God grant that to us all and to the world. In Jesus' name, amen.